I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Capitals, you've had years of frustration, but here is the grandest celebration. You get to hoist the Stanley Cup. Alex Ovechkin, it's your honor. Come on up. Just incredible raw emotion, and he doesn't want to put it down. Who's he calling out? Of course. You know what time it is? When you hear that siren, we might send a congratulations to the great one, and that is Alex Ovechkin as he wins his Stanley Cup. But you know also what time it is when you hear that siren. It's time for Frank's Power Play. Frank, take it away, my buddy. And first, I will start off by saying congratulations to Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals for winning the first Stanley Cup in franchise history. Job well done by them. They defeated the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3 to in Game 5 last night to win the series. Four to one, and, and Ovechkin well deserved Tom Smythe's trophy for most valuable player during the playoffs, as he ended up leading the NHL in playoff goals with 15, and he also checked in second behind teammate of Denny Kuznetsov with 27 points. Look, Kuznetsov had 32, so it wasn't just all Ovechkin who helped get it done. So again. Hats off to him. He had a hell of a playoffs, especially after his team was down 2-0 in the first round of the Columbus Blue Jackets when he said, we're not losing another game in this series. We're going to get a cup. He stayed true to his word. So hats off to him. Give him a round of applause. Raise a glass to him. Do whatever. And speaking of raising one, uh, the Capitals racked up about a $100,000 bar tab. Have at a club in Vegas. I forget the name of it. Yeah, but, I mean, it, was a, it was a good club though. But yeah, it was he. They actually, yeah, they did that. That's pretty cool though. They went to celebrating style in Vegas, and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, especially if you win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> yes, very well said. So well, again, hats off to the Capitals. And now we'll kind of take a quick little peek at. Next season, as Bovada has already released their odds for for cup winners for for who they think's got the best odds to win the Stanley Cup, I can 
dig that up real quickly. I do know that Tampa Bay, the Lightning, they have the best odds at 9-1 to one at this point. Right, right now. How... Uh, the second best belongs to Boston, Toronto, Vegas, Winnipeg at 10 to 1. David the Man of God Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins second with 11 to 1 odds, which is tied with Nashville. The Capitals, they have 14 to 1 odds. And we won't talk about where, where the, where the deadbeat teams that you and I both like Derek are because they are pretty awful. So we'll just leave it at that. But, of course, a lot can still happen between now and draft day, which is going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. Draft will be held in Dallas this year at American Airlines Center. So, I mean, who knows what trades are going to go down. And, of course, free agency. I do know that the Capitals do have a couple of free agents. John Carlson, a defenseman, and is somebody who they... I don't know if they'll look to re-sign him or not, and... So there's a lot that's got to happen between now and then, so it'll be interesting to see what happens as my power play will essentially kind of lay low for a little bit unless there's some breaking news that happens with a trade or an announcement with the free agency or something of that nature. So So again, this is a salute to the Washington Capitals getting their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. Now, this is what. Now, here's where I'm going to ask people to pump the brakes. Again, this is nothing against Ovechkin. I thought he he did what he had to do. He channeled his inner LeBron James that we have seen in the NBA Finals before or in years past. Now, but then, of course, PK Subban last night he was on. Uh, he was a guest analyst for NBC. During the intermission report, and I get he ended up saying that Ovechkin was the best ever Russian-born player. And here's where I'm going to ask people to pump the brakes. While I admit that Alex Ovechkin is one of the best players in the world, he is not the greatest Russian-born player ever. Come on, let's let's not go that. Let's not jump the shark on that. Because I believe that honor belongs to Sergei, Sergei Fedorov. Fedorov. I thought you were going to say yeah. Sergei Fedorov. What makes Sergei Fedorov the best-born Russian player ever? Even though his jersey is not retired, right, by the Red, Red Wings, right? I, and I, I mean, look, I could go and beat that dead horse many more times and, times and say that it should be retired. But, my, I mean, I grew up watching Fedorov. And my, the thing with Fedorov is he was, he was more unique. Because he could play, he could essentially play all five skating positions on the ice. He could play center. He could play right and left wing. He could play defenseman if they got in a pinch. Because Scotty Bowman actually had him do that, and I believe in '97, a few there were times when they had some injuries, they moved him back to defense. And there were times where if he got in a pinch in a game, he could shift there as well. So I mean, he could he. I mean, we say how LeBron James can play every position in the NBA. Well, Sergei Fedorov could play every skating position in the NHL. I don't think he could play goalie, but who knows? But and also, Fedorov was a much better of a 200 foot player because he could defect, because he could win faceoffs, he killed penalties. I mean, Ovechkin he can de- he can defend somewhat and he can play physical. 
but he's not some. But he's a Ovechkin is more of a pure winger. He's not somebody who's gonna go and win you a critical face-off late in the game and when you're in your own zone and trying to keep the other team from scoring. That that's something that Fedorov can do. Now, do I think that that Ovechkin you put him at the table of the all-time great Russian players? Absolutely you do. Especially since he's fought since he's finally gotten a ring and a Conn Smythe trophy. He and he may end up all, and plus he's won the Rocket Richard, I don't know how many times now. And he's got three heart trophies. So yeah, he belo- he belongs at the table of elite, but he's not he's not sitting at the head at the head chair. That's just what I thought. Let's say this. What if Ovechkin wins another cup? Then does he go to the chair? I would say, you know what? I'll say you if he go, if the Capitals go and win it out next year and Ovechkin does a similar performance, him and Fedorov, I'll say, will be 1A and 1B. They're both going to be sitting at the head of the team. So what other Russian player? What other what other Russian players are there that are sitting at the table? I would say Pavel Datsuk has got to be sitting there. That is Evgeny true. Malkin is probably sitting there as well. Uh, I'm trying to think who other Russians. Uh, probably I, you could probably say Igor Larionov, another one of the Russian five. I was sitting there. I mean, the one guy would, who I think could have been at that table had his career not been cut short is Vladimir Konstantinov. I mean, for goal for Russian-born goalies, you're probably because there hasn't. You could probably say of getting a Bakov. They have been one of the best Russian-born goalies, along with uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. So basically, yeah. it's like the table of Jesus Christ and the thir- and the twelve disciples. I I know because you're trying. I mean, there's there's guys who there are Ru- Russians in the league right now who I think can get there. Like, say Artemi Panarin from the Blue Jackets. I think he can easily work his way there. I mean, I've also mentioned. I mean, I mentioned probably Nikita, Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think you could put him him up there as well. Um, well, Vladimir Tarasenko from the Blues would be another guy who could throw his hat in the ring. I mean, I'm just trying to name off all. I mean, you someone said you couldn't even make a case for Ilya Kovalchuk, but the thing is, he ended up going over to play in Russia, so I think that might be a knock on him. Although he is planning on returning to the NHL this year, so I mean, it's it's not it's not like it's not like there's a lot there's a long list of guys waiting to get in, but there are guys who I think can get there. It's just gonna it may not happen for like the next over the next few years. Okay. All right. That's a good argument right there. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah. So I think that'll pretty much wrap it up for this Stanley Cup champion edition of my power play. Did you Did you cry I, when Ovechkin got the chip? Uh, no, I didn't. But I, I get. I did give. I did give him a round of applause. Okay. So I you said. Did. Well, I said. Well done. I said. Well done. I said, congrats, Ovi. You earned it. Hit hats off to you. Oh, okay. So basically, you were saying it's Ovi, baby. <laughs> eh, more, more or less, I was. I, 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 I was 
you got to give you got to give the man his due. I mean, I I'm not sure I'm not sure what day what David the man of God Harris was saying. Thing, but you know, you can't you can't really knock the guy anymore for not having a ring. He went out, he earned it. I mean, to me, his performance. If I had to compare it to anybody, it was probably I, I hate to cross sports again, but probably similar to LeBron James in 2012 with the Heat. You think so? How is that possible? Well, I think basically you saw Ovechkin kind of take take command of the locker room when they were down 2-0 to the Blue Jackets, and he said, we're not losing another game. And, of course, he goes and backs and he tells them, we're going we're gonna to win, and then he goes out and backs it up with his performance on the ice. I mean, him getting the Consumite Trophy, he was 15 goals to lead the league in playoffs have goals scored. I think that speaks for itself. Okay, yeah. Uh, like I said, I was really excited for him. And uh, I, I guess in a sense, you, well, I don't know if I could compare it to LeBron James because Ovechkin never left the team to go try to chase a championship. He actually stayed with the, the, the Capitals. He overcame the Penguins. I mean, in a sense... He kind of did it in the right way. He went through the struggle. He learned from it. He finally overcame his demons, and he led the team to the championship. He never left his throne or his crown. Yeah, it's just I was only, I was just more or less comparing the two performances. Ah, uh, okay, cool. That, okay. That's how, that's how that's how I saw it. Okay, that okay. Like I said I just brought another perspective to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got gotcha. you. Anything else? Uh, nope, that'll do it for this week's edition. And then when next week rolls around, I'll probably be looking at, who knows what I'll be looking at, probably some draft boards, trade rumors, mm-hmm. and things like that. I don't that. So, again, congrats to the Washington Capitals. Uh, now, you said that you had some type of announcements to make or something? Uh, yes, uh, la- it was last fall on this very show that I announced that I had taken on a little bit of a role with FridayNightVictors.com. That was, months ag- that was months ago. Yeah, it was last fall. Right. Well, and I had been doing a little bit of writing for them and some coverage for the playoffs. Uh, but now, that my role is actually expanding with them is... In addition, I will actually be doing some writing for them. And as football season gets closer, or I will actually be—we're actually expanding our coverage to 16 teams. We cover—we're covering all the Monroe County, all the teams in Monroe County, and we're covering teams in Southern Wayne County, which we cut co- primarily. We're a Huron League blog, which that's one of the tougher football conferences in Michigan. That's. Air, your airport, Flat Rock, Groziel, Old Jefferson, Milan, New Boston, Huron, SMCC, and Riverview. And plus, we've got obviously Dundee, Ida, Erie Mason from the Lenaway County Athletics Association, Monroe and Bedford from the SEC, uh, Gibraltar Carlson from the Downriver League, and then this year we're adding Summerfield and Whiteford from the Tri County Conference. And when we were di- when I was having my meeting with the 
Chris Schultz, Gary Hoff, and Jeff Grodi, three gentlemen last night who were part of it, we were deciding who was going to cover what, and they said, you know what, they say, you know, I would have said Frank's going to cover Dundee, obviously, because he's a social media director there. But we'll also have some coverage of Ida and also Summerfield and Whiteford because I'm closer to those schools. So, so I'll be able to reach out to them a lot more with get some player profiles on them and ask them and also just kind of maybe get some stats when we post them, uh, some articles on our blog. And I'll also have a schedule analysis for all 16 teams. Teams coming up in July. I've been working on on some dr- rough drafts of them. I'm just kind of getting them together so that way if there's any changes I can edit them relatively quickly and get them posted. It's something I'm really, I'm really excited to do. It's a lot of fun. So check out FridayNightVictors.com um, for high school football coverage in Southeast Michigan. And it's good. It's something very fun to do. We get we get we get basically give them a lot of the exposure since uh, BCSN doesn't really go up into that area except for maybe Whiteford and Bedford and Erie Mason. Yeah, it, it is kind of well. I mean, it's not really in the BCSN viewing area, and I mean, I'm pretty sure if it was, they would give give them a lot, you know, coverage. But when it's not in your viewing area, you're not getting viewers for it. It it is probably kind of hard to do that. So. Uh, but like I said, it's good that you guys are going out there. I didn't know that you actually rode a lot, though. Well, well, it was actually well. I remember. Well, last year, if you remember, I mentioned that I had been writing a couple of playoff previews when, essentially, when Ida was in the playoffs, when they were going against uh, Detroit Denby and also against uh, Algonac. Mm-hmm. So I had to I had to write that up, and plus I was also doing some uh, some playoff numbers crunching. Like trying to see if certain teams would, if they would have five wins, would they be in or out? Mm-hmm. So I just I was doing that for for Chris and Gary, but we've also, but again, uh, and we've added uh, another guy, uh, Mike. He's a uh, he's gonna be covering uh, like three of the Huron League teams. Teams Chris will have a few teams, and Gary will have. Some teams. Gary's obviously going to cover SMCC because he is the color voice. He's the color analyst on their radio broadcast on 93 Nash Icon mm-hmm. out of Monroe. Oh, so it's it's. I mean, it's something that I'm really excited to be a part of. I can't wait to really get things going. And of course, one more thing: we will be at the Monroe County All Star Game, which will be played at Milan High School. Well, that'll be oh, be on Friday, the fifteenth of June, seven o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. That should be fun, fun to watch. So we're all going to be there. So make sure you check out FridayNightVictors.com for all your high school football coverage in Monroe County and Southern Wayne County. Wow, Frank is getting into it and writing too, man. You kind of expanding the brand, Frank. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, okay, don't be modest about it, Frank. It's good that you're expanding the brand and stuff, you know, going into other uh, ventures and stuff, and you're doing a really good job. Well, thank you. Yeah, so I mean, hope, I mean, hope, I mean, hopefully, maybe, I, maybe one day I can get probably Chris or Gary or one of the guys to 
hop on the show for a little bit, but that's, uh, that's something that's in the works. Right. You talk a little bit of Michigan, you know, sports, something up there in the mitten, you know, the southern part of the mitten, the southeastern part, and, you know, that's a you know an add a flavor to the show. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Frank? Uh, well, uh, probably going to end up seeing the brooms get brought out for the Cavs, unfortunately. So I don't know, Frank. I don't know. It could, LeBron has to get at least one game. One. Well, well, Derek, you you know I I I I agree with you when you say that. But the thing is, he's dropped first game. He drops fifty-one, and they lose. He gets another triple double in Game Three. They still lose. Uh, it's ba- it's, look, I know he said he's basically got a lot of bargain brand tools on his hand, but it's it's just not enough. Even even when uh, guys like Curry, Thompson, and Green are having bad nights shooting, and then Kevin Dur- it's just, then Kevin Durant goes off for forty five. I mean, it's I mean it it just. It looks like that it's probably going to be over after Game Four. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this: Do I think the Cavs could possibly win? I mean, there's always a puncher's chance. I don't think they're going to win down three. No one's team has ever come back from a three-zero. But then again, they've been down three-one. So if they can steal a game, anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett likes to say. But I do think, and I said it in my, um, I guess my monologue or rant last week. Uh, and I think it's good for a change for LeBron James. He has to leave Cleveland. I mean, he's he's gotten them a championship, but the 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 battle of the rich guys, him and and uh, Dan Gilbert, it, it's just not going to work. It's a toxic situation. One person's got to go, and if it's going to be the person that's going to go, it's probably going to have to be LeBron James. It, that's just what it is. I mean, it's just the battle of who whose idea is it and I'm going to show you I'm the man and I built this is is this torn it apart I tell people this all the time the team that he has on right now are the guys that he wanted he wanted GR Smith to get that big contract he wanted Tristan Thompson to get that big contract you forced out David Blatt and got Tyron Lue and you won the championship but then after you lost last year, I think it opened up the door where, okay, Dan Gilbert said, well, we did it everything your way, so we're going to do it my way. So we're going to get rid of David Griffin, a guy that you're close with and who actually is a hell of a GM. We're going to bring in the third-string scout, Kobe Altman, who's a young guy who's pretty much going to do what I say because, you know, this is his first shot as a GM, and, you know, when you're that, that you're going to take him. And we're going to get rid of Kyrie Irving. You got him nothing for him. And now you're stuck with these two contracts. You try to do a deal where you got these guys. It's just just a, just a mess. It's just a mess because two guys, two rich guys had egos, and they wanted to prove that they wanted to be the man and who knows best. And to be honest with you, let's face it, Dan Gilbert is a difficult owner to work with. And when after he put out that letter in 2010, nobody trusts him. And not to mention, Cleveland's not the best of a free agent spot to come to. I would love I would love LeBron to be in Cleveland and you know have stuff come to Cleveland and Northeast Ohio, but it's past its course. And, and I and if LeBron goes somewhere else, you know, great. But it's just you know I feel bad a little bit for LeBron, but at the same time I don't. And you know I think it's the NBA for it's bad for the NBA if we have another Cleveland Warrior series and and then they wallop them and give them a sweep or a gentleman sweep. It's just not good. You're absolutely right and I think on next week's show we may have to talk about where 
where we think LeBron's going to end up. And well, next week's show, it could be a Game 7, Frank. We could be talking about that. We could be talking about <laughs> it going to oh. a... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens first, but if, if the sweep happens... The three of us will talk. We'll talk about where LeBron could end up going. Because I've heard some pretty ridiculous ideas. Uh, it might not. He doesn't. To be honest with you, he doesn't really have much of an option. I know the power play is, you know, kind of going overboard a little bit. But I mean, if you really think about it, you, you got Cleveland, and then there's got to be some moving parts for him to go probably to Houston. But then they probably wouldn't have a bench. The L.A. situation has got to be some moving parts. And Philadelphia, you know, after the Colangelo thing, let's see if they hire David Griffin in there. Maybe that can work out. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is is this, is that uh, this time around, it's not like LeBron, if he goes somewhere, it's going to be some kind of guaranteed championship. It's going to have to be some point A is going to have to drop for point B in a domino effect. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I mean you did mention Philly. I'll, that's something I will mention next week. All right. As your tease. As a good tease. Well, Frank, man, have a good weekend. I know you're going to be really busy. Yep, got a ton of baseball to do on Saturday. Ooh. All right, Frank, man, take it easy. All right, thanks, Derek. Yep, that was Frank Bashner there on the phone lines, letting you know that uh, his power play, and then we kind of talked a little bit about NBA basketball. When we return, we'll have more after further review. And remember, you can check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. On SoundCloud, WXUT's After Further Review. And then also on iTunes, it's just after further review. We'll be back after this here on 88.3 WXUT.